Hi, it's Mike. It's Saturday. It's the Saturday show. So I'm sure your schedule today was watch the third place game or possibly the fourth place game. Morocco v. Croatia in the World Cup. Everyone loves a good third, possibly fourth place game. Okay, even if you didn't do that, I will be bringing you some World Cup content. But first, I got into Christmas music a little earlier this year than usual. Actually, I should say I didn't get into it. I started objecting to it. It was uh, Sarah DePerry who was guest hosting on Not Even Mad. Please check out Not Even Mad. She was great panelist, former Obama speechwriter. She's not out there as much as maybe some of the pundits who aim to save America or have pods oriented towards doing so, but she is fantastic. Anyway, she said she doesn't like the Paul McCartney song, Wonderful Christmas Time, got me to thinking about a John Lennon song about Christmas, and I put together a spiel based on that. We will play that first. And then we will play a report I did for NPR. I know usually on the Saturday show, we do one from the vaults and one from the week, but the one from the vaults is my way back vaults, 2009, reporter for NPR covering sports. And the stadium horn, the Vuvuzela, had just been introduced to the world. The world was pretending not to care that much or not to object that much. Obviously, it's quite annoying. You won't hear the stadium horn much in Qatar. Morocco, as an African country, is their, their fans are allowed to bring the stadium horns, the Vuvuzela. But I was introducing to an American audience the concept, the sound of the Vuvuzela for the first time. And assisting me in this was the great sports reporter. The great soccer reporter, Grant Wall. Grant, as I'm sure you know, died in Qatar. It was uh, ruled the medical examiner in America, ruled it to be an embolism. There was no foul play. It was just an unbelievably unfortunate, tragic event. I knew Grant well. I drove him home after a Red Bulls game when David Beckham came back to play for the Galaxy. And he really was, as everyone said, the nicest, kindest, sweetest guy and the best, just the best soccer, the most important soccer reporter in America. So to honor Grant a little bit, to hear just a bit of World Cup coverage on this day in between the third and fourth place game and the first and second place game. We'll take you back to 2009, an intro to the Vuvuzela, a time when we got pretty creative, bit creative on NPR, maybe more creative than they get these days. But first, I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas time. And now the spiel. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas time. I hesitate to use the adverb simply because once I say simply having a wonderful Christmas time, well then I feel obligated to note that the, the mood, mood is right, right. the spirit's, the spirit's up, up, or the word is out about the town to lift the glass and don't look down because now we're in the middle of a Paul McCartney song. It's a Paul McCartney ditty that uh, on the Not Even Mad show this week, my co-panelist Sarah DePerry nominated as her least favorite Christmas song, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I guess she didn't like his synth period, some synth enthusiasts. That's how the synth enthusiasts refer to themselves. They love songs like Temporary Secretary. But anyway, 
the wonderful Christmas time, which I have no objection to, I countered with, listen to the whole not even mad. I'm not going to summarize every bit of discussion that we had. Like I said, we really get into it from a left-wing perspective, a right-wing perspective. I'm not sure how that maps onto Lennon and McCartney, but we got into it when I said, actually, the bad Beatles Christmas song is this John Lennon tune that I think really is worse than Paul's. And so this is Christmas. Happy Christmas, War is Over was issued in early 1972 when the Vietnam War was decidedly not over. The U.S. pulled out of Saigon in 1975. John Lennon imagined it might be over. In fact, he and Yoko bought billboards asking people to imagine the war being over. I don't know if military historians say that's what turned the tide. But he did recognize, and the one thing he actually knew about, how to write an excellent pop song, he did recognize that honey-dripped politics mixed with innocent lyrics plus catchy melody are the way to communicate a political message. In fact, the inspiration for Happy Christmas War is Over was Imagine. So, Happy Christmas War is Over is so innocent that... It gets the timing of the war wrong, and it also quite plainly gets the calendar wrong. Christmas, the new year isn't over, new year hasn't begun. Now, I know many people who understand the UK or in the UK are going to write in and say, you know, in the UK, we consider Christmas to be 12 days. 12 days of Christmas goes until January 6th. Yes, thank you for that epiphany. But the song wasn't recorded in the UK. It was recorded in New York. That's the Harlem Children's Choir in the background. It was released first in the United States. And the war in question was quite shamefully an American war, which wasn't over. It's Melody's Nice, certainly a nice song. Phil Spector heard it. He said, you know, the opening reminds me to the opening lines of I Love How You Love Me by the Paris Sisters. I love how you say yeah a little bit but i'll tell you what it really sounds like as a 10 year old kid living on the east coast we were bombarded with this every winter come back to jamaica come climb up a cool mountain what's old is what's new come let your spirit soar we want you to join us Come back to Jamaica. By nineteen eighty one, the war was over, so we were asked to make it Jamaica. And why not? Now, before you wonder if John Lennon's estate, I mean that 
really does sound like the same tune, right? So you might be wondering, well, I wonder how the Jamaican Tourism Board, I wonder what kind of checks they were cutting at the time. It mostly went like this. All right, this one goes to Bob Marley. Here's another Bob Marley song. All right, we did use Weeby Jammin' in that one ad. All right, we can make this one to Toots and uh, uh, Associated or various My Tiles, Peter Tosh, John Lennon, Yoko Ono. Jo- Wait, what? But no, that didn't happen. I revised those Irie vibes because the melody of Make It Jamaica and Happy Christmas War is Over, it goes much further back than that. It was probably in the public domain. Here are the Hollies, an English band that Lennon knew well. Both bands performed at the Cavern Club. They were on the same label. Here's the Hollies covering an English standard. His The Hollies, in that very recording that I played you from the BBC, they cited a Peter, Paul, and Mary version of Stewball. His bridle was silver, his mane it was gold, and the worth of his saddle has never been And before them, Woody Guthrie, Lead Belly, just folk, just traditional English troubadours sang Stewball, which obviously became an earworm in the earballs of John Lennon. His bridle was silver. Happy Christmas, War is Over, was the first Christmas song to chart by a Beatle after the breakup of that band. McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time wouldn't hit the charts until eight years later. In between was the George Harrison Christmas song, Ding dong, ding dong. George Harrison, a straightforward, pleasant melody, some bent chords, but not the ambition, not the filigrees that characterize the best of John Paul and the Beatles. Also, the lyrics repeat over and over again, ring out the old, ring in the new, ring out the false, ring in the true. How this was not interpreted as a veiled shot at George's ex-bandmate Ringo, ring out the false, it just shows that everyone cared about John Paul drama No one cared about the George Ringo obvious simmering resentment. This is just an audio glimpse at some of the 
Christmas music that we at The Gist have been contemplating. Tomorrow, Chris Malamphy will be on. He's fighting a terrible chest cold, and you get to be privy to that as we talk about the greatest Christmas songs of all time, which I will say probably do not include either Wonderful Christmas Time, Ding Dong, Ding Dong, or Happy Christmas, The War Is Over. But I will wish you today a happy Christmas. The spiel is over. The sounds of soccer are foreign to most U.S. ears. The great Brazilian's name is pronounced Kaká. The Spanish midfielder, who was somehow vanquished in the last round by the Americans, spells his name X-A-V-I, but you say it Xavi. Then there is this sound. When sold in America, they're called stadium horns. In South Africa, Vuvuzela. They're all the buzz at the Confederations Cup, providing the score for every score, but also for every pass, pause, and substitution. Television networks throughout the world asked that soccer's governing body, FIFA, ban them. South Africans were appalled, claiming they were a legitimate expression of their culture. In order to let you decide, I will keep the sound running for the next few minutes of this report. Okay, I have been asked to stop. But when reporters asked Sepp Blatter if he could stop the Vuvuzela, the FIFA president issued this spirited defense of the instrument. I have always said when we come to Africa and to South Africa for a World Cup, there will be other noises than you have generally. And now you have the you have all that, you have all that. Blatter knew that it would be seen as neo-imperialist if he were to ban an instrument said to have derived from the kudu horn. To Grant Wall, who has been covering the Confederations Cup for Sports Illustrated, the Vuvuzela is more a noisemaker than an instrument. They produce a noise he likens to... A million bees suddenly in your ear. Wall says you never really get used to the Vuvuzela, but you put up with it. Though not all the athletes were so understanding. Javi Alonso, the Spanish midfielder, had a different idea, though. He complained bitterly uh, about the Vuvuzelas and said it really affected the way he played, and he hoped they were gone for 2010. Instead, it is Alonso who has gone from the current competition. The Vuvuzelas seem to have won the day. But serious questions remain. I put those questions directly to a Vuvuzela. First of all, thank you for joining me. Can I call you Vuvu? Okay. What do you say to critics who worry that this afternoon's game would be a great opportunity to get Americans interested in soccer, but if potential fans tune into the game, they'll be put off by the incessant background noise? Well, it is noise. How can you say it's music? Well, I stand corrected. For the Vuvuzela, this is Mike Pesca, NPR News, New York. And that's it for today's Saturday show. Corey War is the assistant producer of The Gist, and Joel Patterson is the senior producer. I will talk to you Monday when Argentina rules the soccer world, or France, maybe France. I heard they got the flu. It's going to be so embarrassing if you hear this afterwards, and I tell you, and I get it wrong. France. France is going to win. That's my prediction, despite the flu. I think, that's, I think it's a feint. I think they're trying to lure Argentina in with talk of the flu. Mbappe versus Messi. I take the Mbappe guy. <laughs>